We love believing fiction. Every civilization in the history of the world had their folklore, where invented creatures and deities represented the entire value system of the people. In more recent ages, propaganda has become such a powerful tool exactly because it is always easier to remember and believe a good story than trying to understand the complex reality. The lure of fiction seems to be the fact that you never know just how much of it is or can be true. But does giving in to the slur eventually expand our creativity and imagination or just offers a quick way to cheat the reality? This is Literature from Finland podcast. I'm Urte from Helsinki Literary Agency. And in this episode, the winner of prestigious Runeberg and Torchbearer Prizes, author Marisha Rasikoskinen, will discuss blurring the line between fiction and reality. Welcome, Marisha. Very, very nice to see you here. Uh, thank you. <laughs> I said that we would discuss blurring the line between uh, fiction and reality. But in the strange world of today, do you think that line even exists anymore? Uh, yes, it definitely uh, exists. But I think uh, uh, there is very complicated relationship between them. Uh, I think uh, fiction uh, reflects reflects uh, real, the reality but it happens also in the other way so um, uh, re- the reality uh, reflects f- fiction and that's why it's uh, very I think it's very important to um, question it how it happens in both way and I think my my novel is somehow just about it Exactly. Yeah, your twenty twenty two twenty twenty novel uh, Rec begins with the dedication to fictional people. Uh, what is the most important thing to you that fiction can offer? Do you ultimately believe and have have more faith in fictional people than in the real ones? Uh, I think uh, the meaning of. Um Fiction is very personal, so um, uh, we cannot say much about other people's understanding. But uh, for me, I think fiction is uh, somehow it expands my um, thinking and my uh, way to to see the world and uh, to be in connection to others, but also connection to my my own self and I, I think it um, I, I see more and I, I feel more and I understand <laughs> more and um, I uh, fiction helps me to ask questions and it asks questions more than maybe give answers but I think that's that's very important and and for me it's um, okay I just enjoy it and I uh, as it's As it's best, it's uh, mind-blowing. I think <laughs> like music, you lay down on the floor and listen to some piece of music. I think uh, in, in fiction and literary fiction, it's same way. Uh, and the other question, do I believe more? Yeah, do you have <laughs> more faith in faith. fictional characters? Um, uh, no, no, I, I don't, I don't um, um, mean it like that. I just think uh, we have to... Question, 
question it because um, okay, I dedicated my book for fictional people. I I know that persons, fictional persons, uh, but I I didn't mean that they are most most alive or most uh, faithful. But um, I think uh, we all. I mean it like more psychological way. Uh, when, when we uh, meet each other, we we don't really know how how they are and who they are, and we um, actually we uh, create stories about them. And that's uh, something I, I meant when I said that uh, uh, fiction, uh, the relationship between fiction and uh, reality, is very complicated because. Um, you always see other people through your own eyes and mm. you never can be sure and still you should love them yeah <laughs> yeah and you <laughs> also <laughs> yeah and you also always see yourself through your own eyes and i yes. think this is it's kind of a different question but related question about the memories like how uh, much of the truth there are in the things that we remember and how much of the fiction there are in the things that we remember like how true is that and I think it's yeah it's very interesting question and some, somehow relates to what you are talking about yes rem- I, I think remembering is storytelling uh, yeah and um and uh, maybe maybe they always are not st- like uh unbroken stories or coherent stories but anyway it's something we uh, create when we are remembering so they are they um, memories just um, they just don't exist somewhere yeah as they <laughs> are but they are always constructions a, a story yeah yeah that's so true i often present rec as a comeback of grand literature to me it seems that First and foremost, the most important thing in the novel is literary quality and virtuosity, fiction for the sake of fiction, basically. Um, The book's original fragmented structure, the fact that instead of chapters, the reader is moving inside the halls of an art gallery, the juxtaposition of surreal and sinister elements with everyday environments and emphasizing a dreamlike quality of mystery, And eventually the unreliable narrators and characters build truly mesmerizing and yet ever-changing story. The reader knows that with each reading, the story would be different and would seem different. So what role does the structure play for you in fiction? For me, it's actually a starting point. So when I... um have an idea or when I uh, know I will write a book about something it's it's always um, almost always I, I start with some structural point I have some uh, idea about a structure so um, it's always there before storylines and before themes or characters uh, it's always first there is some some uh, structure, some some things which are fascinating to me. And um, for example, uh, in in Rec novel, uh, it was this um, uh, uh, thing that it um, uh, there, there are two parts. First, f- 
First, there is a quite more traditional part of the story, not not <laughs> not very tra- traditional, <laughs> but more, <laughs> yeah, more than the other part. And then, um, oh, okay, the first there was um, one uh, main character who tells his story, yeah. And then uh, uh, there is a second part uh, where uh, it it's some um, it, it will be more. Uh, fragmented and and uh, there are many characters like uh, side characters uh, yeah. who tells who tell uh, their stories so mm. so it changes and and the world in this uh, novel changes because I think this is how how the world world is so um, this is one example it was very first and and after that uh, the after that, I I had all those stories and uh, characters and and those are people who 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 they who there are. So I think um, uh, structure is some kind of uh, heart of of uh, literature. I mm. think um, good a good story is never that hard. Yeah, uh, because uh, if you have a good story, you can tell it many many ways. You can make a film or or you can just tell it somewhere or mm. uh, you can make music or anything but um, for for literature the good story is not not that um, core thing I, I mean um, I think as best as it's best uh, literature is something you can't um, adjust mm. how you say adjust, adjust. Uh, f- yeah. for example to films or yeah. Or to play, so yeah, it, like sort it loses, of adapt. Yeah, yeah it it, it uh, loses something mm. if if you if you do it because that that core element, that structure, and that language somehow changes. Yeah, and so it's a different piece of art then. So yes, yeah, it's the most it's the starting point. Most most uh, the most important thing yeah. of of the book, and I would say that. These kind of unre- unreliable narrators that I mentioned in scenes uh, where the reader cannot ever be completely sure what has actually just happened or when it happened on which sort of time level are quite common in your writing in general. So why does the element of unreliability, uncertainty fascinate you so much? Yeah, that, yeah that's... That's how it has always <laughs> been for me. Uh, I think it's quite uh, simple. I I think that's how we are, and that's how w- the world is. It's um, it's complicated, and it's um, it's never 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 so so simple. I I think being human is being un- unreliable. I think we all are. Uh, un- unreliable narrators in our real life, in yeah. in uh, our r- in, in reality yeah. as well as in in, in fiction. So I, I don't. Mm, we tell stories uh, about ourselves, and we we tell stories about other people, and we 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 do that even even if we don't don't see it or realize it. So uh, it's not good or bad. It's just. It's just, it's just the way yeah. how people yeah. are. It's just yeah. the way we are fragmented. We are we are many. We are not just one. Uh, so so I don't believe in those um, 
could I say big stories that I have only one story from my <laughs> beginning of burning bor- to to my death and it, it's yeah. me but there there are plenty of of me on me so, so uh, I think everyone tell tells many stories and we are so so many I think being being human okay it's it's um, tolerating with um, or to uh, uncertainty and yeah, uncertainty uh, yeah. yeah because um uh, how the how the world is yeah i think <laughs> yeah 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 precisely um another important element of rec uh is photography lucas and cole the two boys at the center of the story first pick up photography as a shared hobby and a way to observe the world the hobby, however, not only grows to reflect our fragmented reality, but also increasingly raises questions of limits. Where is the line between my experience and the shared experience, between appropriate and inappropriate, between fiction, once again, and reality? So how would you yourself describe the place of photography in the book? Does it help to blur the limits or perhaps create certain limits that are needed. In yes, in uh, in Rec, in my novel, uh, the role of photography is is crucial. It's it's uh, it's uh, in the heart, or it's the heart yeah. of this novel. Uh, of course, it's a part of the story, but as I said. Previously, uh, stories always burn after yeah. uh, after the structure. So, so uh, photography is a kind of starting point, uh, structural point in this uh, book. Uh, before I started to write it, I I, I have um, for many years I have been thinking about us in other people's pictures. So um, when you <laughs> when you um, walk around uh, and people take pictures you happen to be th- be there so um i i thought about all those pictures where maybe uh, maybe i, I am uh, yeah. without uh, without knowing uh, without yeah. knowing it and uh i i thought which kind of uh, bi- biography it would be if i somehow got those all pictures for me or and my videos and everything and um, that was some kind of beginning point for this novel uh, actually I wanted to change it so um, and start to see uh, those people in um, backgrounds of my or our own pictures and yeah. videos those who are like mistakes and uh, you are uh, quite it's harmful when, when you are taking a good picture and then there <laughs> is someone <laughs> spoiling it so uh, i i began so interested in those people yeah. who who are there uh, who shouldn't be there but who still are and who are there and shouting i'm here i'm here and i have my own story and uh, i i maybe never can tell it yeah you don't listen something like this and uh, this was a uh, this was a starting point and uh, that was that uh, side character uh, thing which is there in my book so so i think um it's very very imp- important uh, thing that a picture symbolizes somehow the storytelling yeah. in that way we 
spoke. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, and uh, the other thing was I started to think about cropping. Is that how you crop? Crop, yes, cropping, it's, yeah. It's cropping, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, who uh, first, uh, who takes the picture and who makes those lines, who set the camera mm. uh, to which di- direction. And uh, I, I think it's always, um, it's about power. Yeah. Who can make the decision. Uh, and and uh, I think... Um, that uh, third thing is that um, photography is fiction yeah. as well as <laughs> a story, as a story. So um, we we think photography photos are real, but but not not they they are not they are always some some kind of uh, fiction and some kind of stories about reality, even before this di- diggy time. Yeah. Yes, it, because. Uh, Photos are always cropped and um, made in those dark rooms, yeah. and, uh, and uh, people have chosen what they want want to show and what they don't want. So, yeah, mm, I think uh, that's there yeah. in the heart that pic- uh, photo photos are fiction and they are similar than stories. That's that's so interesting. Like there are so so many things that you can take from just one photo, and I've I've just never had. Uh, yeah, I had a thought about this. Um, Cole, who is uh, one of the main characters in the book, uh, he's truly one of the most impressive and interesting characters I have read in years. He's eccentric, possessive, manipulative, powerful, and probably also mentally ill to some degree. Um, throughout the book, he tells a story about his mysterious twin brother, who perhaps uh, doesn't even exist. And he seems to incarnate that lure of fiction I mentioned in the introduction, that you never know uh, just how much of his his stories are actually true. And yet you always seek to find out, you always want to know like how much of the truth he's, he's telling. Do you think that Cole can be called the uh, ultimate embodiment of, of fiction? <laughs> yeah, that's a very interesting. Why, why not? Um, I, I um, for me, uh, when I wrote this book, I, I thought Cole thought Cole um, uh, more in kind of psychological way. So I, I thought uh, Cole was a person who, or he he's a person who doesn't access um, accept or understand limits mm. uh, that's a very uh, i think it's very interest interesting because um he he doesn't uh, accept limits between people but in friendship she uh, he uh, manipulates and he um ta- takes other people's stories and uses them or puts own stories yeah uh to to others for others and um dominate them i think in in this way but other um the the other thing is uh he doesn't accept limits or understand limits between facts and fiction i yeah. think and between art and reality so he uses um uh, i think he uses real people to make uh his art and he doesn't understand that they they are really real people who maybe maybe 
Okay, we can think we can um ask what happens to those people who loses their story mm. and um uh some other one stories yeah like yeah uh, given to them yeah so that they they can have their own own voice and they are just um they are just a piece of someone's artwork yeah. this is um uh, i think it's a quite crucial question because uh, uh we think artists should should be free but i i think it's very important that uh, okay you can be free but you always uh resp- you have to be responsible of your doing so you you can't uh, just take that freedom free freedom yeah uh that, that's that's how i i think it yeah. and respect the the respect li- the limits of limits. other people and yes sort of, yes yeah. and i think so, uh, this um everyone doesn't always remember <laughs> it i think and yeah. uh, um that's that's a uh, question about morality i think you you can you can make your decision but you you must be aware uh how how happens when you do that yeah to others yeah so with the increasing role of social media in our lives um the phenomenon of fictional, fictionalizing your own reality, and this is something that Cole does and has reached uh, uh, absurd and sometimes even dangerous levels. In 2017, the Guardian newspaper published a long article called The First Social Media Suicide. And it was a story about uh, a teenager from Paris who live-streamed her suicide and acquired a sort of digital digital celebrity because of it. And strangely enough, uh, one of the storylines in your novel has a sort of similar ending. So why do you think we feel this need to fictionalize our lives and to put them out there? What does the Guardian story in your novel, for, for that matter, tell us about human of our times? Uh, yes, I, I heard about this uh, article, but um, after after um, writing writing this novel, so it, it was very very uh, um, scary coincidence. <laughs> yes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, actually, first I must say that in in my book, it's not a case of um, social media. Yeah. Uh, it's it's um, in in my book they makes a piece of piece art, of art. Yeah, yeah. and it's not. Maybe it's not a um, uh, voluntary choice of this uh, young young uh, woman who who commits uh, suicide in in this yeah. book. So it's more like uh, art, and and um, I I think it should have been happen happened uh, much er- earlier. Yeah. Uh, so maybe before we even have started to think about this moral moral uh, aspects of m- making. Art, but uh, anyway, it's it's it, it happens today and it happens in these uh, these times. But uh, uh, but it's not a social uh, media thing. Uh, I think this uh, fictionalizing th- uh, thing is uh, quite complicated as well. Because as I, I said very first, uh, we we people have always told uh, stories about us and, uh, fictional, fictionalizing has been part of our, uh, psychological life as long as we have been some kind of psychological, yeah. um, 
creators. So, so I, I think it's um, it's more visible now. Um, uh, it's I, I don't know if it's uh, if we do it more now, but it we, we just we see it more. See it more. Mm. So I think like a postmodern psychology or social psychology have been showing these uh, things in previous decades. So it, it, it's not so so uh, new thing that we are fragmented and and we are many and we tell stories which are true for us but maybe not for our <laughs> others and all those things and 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 power who, who can tell tell his or her stories and and those things but i i think maybe it's not not uh, only a uh, bad thing that we we see it this new new world yeah. virtual world and uh, digital world makes makes it visible so maybe we can even handle it maybe yeah, yeah. i hope so try to uh, try, try to, to solve try something, to solve something. <laughs> yes. yeah yeah so uh, finally i would like to come back to the question i mentioned in the in the introduction um in what ways do you think fiction can affect us uh what does fiction do to us I, I think, uh, as I said, it's um, uh, for me. It's reflecting the reality and um, to um, see things in different way and, and uh, have some uh, have something you have something new to your thinking and imagination, which you you couldn't see. It's sometimes it's uh, irritating and it uh, disturbs your routines and um make make you see things other way yeah so you maybe want not don't uh, you maybe don't want to do that but you have to so it's uh it doesn't uh fiction and art uh, it doesn't have to be nice and uh, and um, um comfortable <laughs> yeah comfortable always but it can be always irritating and uh awful and yeah <laughs> and whatever i i think uh I think it's it's quite much that mind blowing thing that uh, yeah. as it's be- uh, for me as it's uh, best it um, okay there is that uh, language thing and structure thing those things but always that intellectual point and then if if there still is some emotional point then then it's uh, then there happens that mind blowing thing for me yeah yeah triggering the senses yeah yeah so to finish. Um, Three very literary questions. Who is your current literary crush? Mm, uh, I have um, I have read um, previously quite much uh, Rachel Kusk's books, and I I like um, like uh, like much uh, the way he writes because I think uh, she questionized that uh, simple story take story uh, telling yeah. uh, and uh, truth of storytelling yeah uh, she um, she uh, looks uh, that uh, phenomenon i mean very from very different points point of views i think yeah uh, that's interesting yeah, yeah. Like. what's the most surprising book you've recently read mm, there are uh, some of them but uh, maybe i uh, mention valeria luiselli Okay. Uh, that uh, book, Lost Children Archive. Yeah, archive. archive. Yeah, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. It's very interesting. Um, I I read it 
uh, as well, I read it after uh, writing Rec, and I I felt something uh, sisterhood because uh, <laughs> there there uh, there are polaroid pictures in that book and it's uh, it uses some uh, documentary yeah. um, elements and um, the stories the story in this book is quite fragmentary but there there is uh, there is a like story a story yeah, yeah. and a, a plot but uh, it's it's made in quite special way yeah yeah which author or book never fails to make you laugh <laughs> It's it's very uh, sad question for me because I think I usually read uh, books with um, that make you cry, <laughs> which make make me cry and doesn't doesn't make me laugh. But I mm, uh, I like black or dark humor, so I I, I like uh, this dark way to to see things and and uh, laugh things. It's in these times it's very. It may ma- sometimes makes you make you feel little, little easier to to face yeah face the this the reality. So I I want to mention one, which is not any any piece of humor, but um, which ma- ma- made me made me laugh and okay, it surprised me as well. It's at a Finnish book. Laura Laakso is author and. Uh, the book is called Suureita ja Pieneita, some, uh, how, do, how would you translate it? Quantities and yeah. smallities. Yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> this uh, saying. And uh, it, um, it mixed together poetry and uh, mathematics uh, in very funny way. way. I, I, I could think that uh, the writer has, I think she ha- has had fun when yeah. <laughs> she has uh, written it but it's extremely serious serious it's not 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 a happy yeah. happy book but uh, I laughed as well when I <laughs> read it I think that that's the best humor for me <laughs> <laughs> thank you Marisha Rasikoskinen this was literature from Finland brought to you by Helsinki Literary Agency and hosted by me Urte special thanks to Petri Latvala for the design and Alessandro Dana for the music And to all the colleagues at the agency, don't forget to tune in next episode.